Today, uh, we want to continue our message on God of miracles, and I want to ask you just a few questions. When you think of God, how vast and how eternal and all the attributes of who he is, and in just our finite mind, it's hard to wrap your mind around who he is because uh, he, is, he is indeed so great. Yet, he has revealed himself through his Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. He has revealed who he is, who his heart is. He has revealed that he is indeed a father. The Bible says that he is the everlasting father. He is the everlasting father. That he never changes his fatherly ways his fatherly heart. Now, some of us may not have had a very good father, so don't don't allow that to kind of degrade or distort who your heavenly father is. But your heavenly father is the God of miracles. Now, now the reason why I start with that point is because you have to understand that, that God doesn't want miracles and healings and his intervention. Basically, that's what a miracle is. It is God intervening. It is God stepping in uh, to answer or to bring light or to help us understand things or to give us breakthroughs. And so our Heavenly Father is the one who is pouring out so many benefits upon us. I, in this funeral at the graveside, I, I was as we were traveling to the graveside, I thought to myself, God, how incredible you are to have created a world that we live in. Now, people talk about, oh, there's many worlds, there are many universes. No, this is our world. I'm not so worried about the universe right now, right? So this is our world. And how perfectly, and I told him, I said, how perfectly our Heavenly Father has intricately made and created this world to to allow us to even exist. That he has perfectly created this world that you can actually breathe the air and live and your blood circulates. The grass is green. And, the, and you know, I was just bringing this out. These folks, many of them don't even know God. So I'm introducing them to who he is. And I said, if, the, if, if your heavenly father created this for you, created this for you, how much better is heaven for us? And of course, you know, you go on and you share the story of Jesus and all of that. But how good is your heavenly father? And how easy it is for us to imagine that that he is able to do all things, everything that he says, everything that he promises, if you understand how good he is. Now, if we have an image of the Father that isn't so so good, or if we think that somehow God is withholding things from us, or that somehow he's austere and, you know, uh, you know, just diminutive and all of that, then there's there's a real kind of gap between uh who he is, who he wants uh to to 
or how he wants to pour out his love to us and how we are to understand who he is, but he is the God of miracles. The Bible says that he is love. So I don't even, I don't even know if I understand what love is altogether, but I do understand enough to know that that changes, that is meant to change me. That is meant to have impact. He is good. <clears throat> the Bible says there's none good but God. And I'm, I'm wondering, okay, so how do, where, do, where do I come in at? What is all of that about? But the Bible says that he gives us, he gives us the same spirit, the Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. The same spirit. <clears throat> and so... He is, is pouring out who he is. He is pouring out answers. He is pouring out his mercy, his compassion. And you can trust him. You can trust him because he is your heavenly father. He loves you more than you could ever imagine he loves you. And he wants you to put your confidence in him that no matter what you ask him, that he is willing to walk with you through all of the struggle that we have and into the answer. And sometimes it's instantaneous, his answers. Other times it's a walk of faith. But he's still God and he's still working in that. Your heavenly father wants you to be saved. I mean, I mean, truly saved. What does that mean when we talk about being saved? It's such a kind of archaic word. You know, in religious circles, you know, saved, born again, you know, you hardly ever hear those terms, but they are real biblical terms and they mean something very deeply to your heavenly father. They may not mean things to people, but they mean things to our heavenly father. He wants you to know that, that he is the God who heals you. Even in the Old Testament, he revealed himself through many of his names. He would, he would, give men and women great experiences with him. And then he would say, I am the God who heals you. I am Jehovah Rapha. I, I, am, I am the God who heals you. Or I am the God who provides for you. And all he is looking for are people who will be honest and brave in their faith and say, no matter what I feel, in myself, I will never relinquish the ground that I have gained in believing who God is to me and what he has said to me. And he wants to fill you. That's, I was so glad that we sung about the Holy Spirit because, you know, in many religious circles, people don't hear about the Holy Spirit so much. But he is God, and he has sent his Holy Spirit from the heart of God. God the Father has poured out his Spirit, his Holy Spirit upon you, and he wants you to be filled with the Spirit. What is it like to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Many people think that it's all the dynamics, you know, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and it is. That's a portion of it, and it's wonderful. Check out the gifts of the Holy Spirit, right? We believe in all of them. We're not going to limit God, but it's also the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, all of them, Galatians 5. There is a treasure of the revelation of God for you and me to know who he is. Don't let the world paint the picture of who God is to you. Be, amen. Come on. Give God praise. It's true. 
Because what will happen is you will have a misconception. You'll be misinformed most of the time. The Holy Spirit will never misinform you about who the Father is. He will always reveal to you who the Father is, who his Son is, and, and how you and I are to interact with him and respond to him in this world. Now, we're carrying a bundle of flesh on us. We're carrying a whole lot of burdens on us. So, so swimming to the top of all of that junk is your faith. Your faith is trying to get to the surface and breathe so that you can believe God fully and wholly and without blaming him or letting others Paint the picture of who God is. Let the Holy Spirit do that. He is good, and he wants to fill you with his love. Your heavenly Father wants you to walk with him. Now, so you get up every day, you go to work. You get up every day, and you interact with people. You get up every day, and you have burdens, and you have stresses, and you have so many things that are going on in your life, and it's hard to even kind of find place to pray. And listen, God is with you. He said, I will never leave you. I am walking with you. I'm getting some place, by the way. I'm just describing who your heavenly Father is. He is with you. He is always with you, and he never leaves you nor forsakes you. And he is always good, and he is always kind, and he is always looking out for you. He's always... See, when you get this mindset, and see, when you understand God this way, it changes everything. You know, when if you think that God is just up there just trying to crush everything and everybody, it makes you not even want to serve him. But when you see Jesus and when you see who he really is, he wants you to walk with him. What does it mean? That when you get up every day... Every day, you're just, you turn your mind to him. That's all. Did you know what repentance is? Repentance is turning your mind. It's basically saying, I know what is wrong and I'm not going to choose that. I'm going to choose what is right. Hallelujah. I'm going to choose what is good and what is right. And I'm going to learn to grow in this faith in God. I'm going to learn to grow and I'm going to learn to get to know him more. I'm going to get around people who know him and walk with him. Why not? You know, if you want it, like my son, Stephen, he started hanging around Alessandro, an executive, well-versed. He, you know, uh, uh, you were like a Navy SEAL in, in uh, Italy, weren't you? Something like that. You were, or something like that. I know he's a pretty tough guy down here. I'd like for you to be on our security team. Hallelujah. But you know what I mean? You get around people who understand things and who have actually experienced things that <laughs> that can challenge you to rise and, and go further. Let me give you one more point here. Your Heavenly Father wants you, as his sons and daughters, to walk in miracles. <laughs> Say, I, I don't know about... Come on, give him praise. It's true. I don't know. I mean, if your Heavenly Father does it, I mean, he wants you to see it. How, who does he work through? Uh, who, who, is, who is he looking to, to bring and see, uh, to bring his healing and his power and his answers and, and the revelation of who he is and his intervention into people's life? Who else but us, his sons and daughters, those who live for him and, and walk with him? Hi, Pam. Pam hasn't been here in a while either. God bless you, Pam. I see you back there. Amen. Amen. And so when he says nothing is impossible with God, 
That's what exactly, exactly. It's it's exactly what he means. So it's like oh, I think a lot of things are impossible, and you know it kind of staggers me, especially when you might be facing a battle of sickness and disease. I hear people say it all the time, and I understand it. I'm human, just like you are. Well, I can believe for healing and miracles for somebody else, but it's hard for me to believe for myself. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but it really is. It's like, oh, I feel all the pain. I feel all of the the issues. But your Heavenly Father, again, you go back to the goodness of your Heavenly Father, that there is no respecter of persons, that he is always wanting to work in you. And see, there's no greater witness of his miracle-working power than those who have experienced the miracle themselves. Somebody say amen. It's true. Look at what it says in Galatians chapter 3. Verse 5, it says, Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? In other words, let me just expound that. He said, He who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, that is the Father. The Holy Spirit is here. We are seeing so many testimonies of the power of God. And in a moment, after I preach, I'm going to invite you forward to be prayed for, to pray for others. And that's going to happen just here in a moment. But let me just share this. He who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, he does it, he does it by you hearing God's Word, not the critics, hearing about his promises, not the cynics, and hearing about his mighty acts, not the naysayers, and what they think about God, and about his miracles that inspire and activate faith on the inside of you. The more you hear about what God does, the more you dream about what he wants to do in you and how he wants to work through you and what he's saying to you about your circumstances, environment, and people that you are around. <clears throat> Here's a true story. I want to read this. Many of you know Pat and Harry Shepard. Anybody? Who knows Pat and Harry Shepard? Okay. about They haven't been here in a while. They moved to Cleveland, but they were great friends for the nearly decade that they lived and they served here. They basically rededicated their life here. And let me just read this story of a miracle to you. Harry and his wife, Pat, were longtime members of Life Church, serving faithfully and helping grow the church for years. I baptized both of them. Uh, one, we used to have midweek services on Tuesday night. And they said, can you, can you just fill the baptistry up? I, I, I want to be baptized. I said, it's not going to be warm, I can tell you that. It's going to be very cold. We don't care. You know, and this was my first, my first you know, kind of introduction to them. But they just helped us. They both were baptized in water, as I said, the first time they visited. And soon after, they were both filled with the Holy Spirit, according to Acts 2. Harry and Pat, listen to this started Karis Bible College that still exists here. It's a, it's a branch of Andrew Wilmack Ministry here on campus. And after three years, they handed it off to the current director, Linda Poe, who, by the way, pray for Linda. She fell and hit her head, and we need to remember her in prayer. 
And not long, not too long after they moved to Cleveland, Harry was informed, listen to this, by his doctor that he had stage four cancer in his body. And like the believers that they are, they went to God with that report and stood on the promises of God for his healing miracle, knowing, knowing that the God of miracles was no respecter of persons. If he did it for one, he can do it for all and for any. And so one day while they were visiting Karis Bible College here at Life Church, they came to visit me in my office. I'll never forget it. Intending to explain Harry's condition to me. I, I love these people. These, you know, and I'm just uh, a heart that, you know, I, I want to know what people are going through so I can pray for them. At the time, I didn't know what Harry was facing. I listened intently as they briefly and humbly explained. Soon I found myself, this was so phenomenal. This is why I love the Holy Spirit. Soon I found myself not in grief, not in disappointment not in fear, but I soon found myself praying and then praying in the Spirit, uh, praying in tongues and praying in English over Harry. And the Spirit of God began to move me, and I'd never done this. And this is why it's so interesting when you live for God and and the Spirit of God just blows through your life like the mighty wind that He is. Uh, the Spirit of God began to move me prophetically to declare over Harry the healing that Jesus had provided for him. He still had stage four cancer. Nothing had changed. I'm just declaring by faith. And so then the Spirit of God began to inspire me to do something I had never done. I began to say, I pull out the cancer out of Harry's body. Now, this is not to glorify me. Please do not... Please understand that the Holy Spirit is doing this, and I'm just kind of, I'm just yielding to him. I'm not like a puppet, you know, brainlessly, you know, but the Spirit, I'm just yielding to the Holy Spirit. There's a difference between being, you know, stopping, like at a stop sign, you just stop doing, and yielding. You know, we have a we have a roundabout that I like to yield into, but I like to speed up as I'm going through it, just to get in front of people. You know what I mean? That's not much of a yield, but it's kind of a glance. And that's how I feel about the Holy Spirit. I love it. It's just, just, I just want to hop in and go. Praise God. So I'm just pulling this cancer, just, ah, and weeping as I'm doing it, the compassion of God. And, and they're just standing there for five minutes, uh, ten minutes go by, and the Spirit of God is moving, and we're just agreeing together in my office. I don't know if the people downstairs were thinking, pastors, at it again, you know, or whatever. I don't know. We are on two levels. So we agreed that the cancer attacking Harry's body was being pulled out and Jesus was making him whole. And as quickly and as powerfully as the prayer started, it was over. It was like, oh, okay, we're done, aren't we? And I trusted that the God of miracles had done a miracle healing on Harry, but I would have to wait for the doctor's report to confirm it. A week later, I was contacted by Harry and Pat, and, and, you know, they both get on the phone. Harry is completely healed, Pastor Randy. I said, huh? You know, sometimes God does things you can't even imagine. And as we celebrated together on the phone, I, I, I couldn't help but just 
think and smile and almost as if a little child just looks up into his father's face and just just say, God, you did it again. You did it again. And so as they shared with me the good news, we worshiped and we praised the Lord together. We hung up and uh, just just hung up the phone rejoicing. And months later, they visited Life Church on a Sunday morning, and they shared their testimony with the entire congregation. Some of you might remember that. And now several years later, Harry is still walking in divine health and wholeness and praising God and starting Karis Bible College Studies up in Cleveland. Somebody say amen. So miracles and divine healing should not seem out of reach for us. The Bible even tells us that there's a gift of the Holy Spirit that is the gift of the working of miracles. The word working there in the Greek is a very intense word. That is, that is that we begin to work with God. That we begin to fervently enter into what God is wanting to do. We wholeheartedly step into faith for something that either I'm believing for or that you're believing for someone else that you love and that you care about. And whether we receive our own healing or we're releasing it to God, Jesus, let's never forget, Jesus is our healer. He is our healer. He's the one who is empowering you to impart his healing to others. It is God, remember, who supplies the Holy Spirit. So I am completely uh, kind of out of the pressure. You know, some people, well, if I pray for them and they don't get healed, it might, you know, our minds just go wild when, when it, when it comes to our pride or something like that. You just get rid of all the pride, get rid of it all. And just, God told me to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you and then walk away. Just go say, Hey, I love you. Let me know what happens. Somebody say, amen. This is how God works. Miracles should not seem so distant from a God who loves us so much. His intervention should not. It is God who supplies the Spirit, and it is your faith that He's working with, and your confidence. That all—that's all what—that's what faith is. It's just confidence and trust in Him, and 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 in someone like a like a good, perfect heavenly Father who loves to do miracles and healings and deliverances. There are people in the Bible that were just so far gone with demon possession. And by the way, there is much demon possession today. I don't know if you've noticed, but there is much. There is much, and there's reason why we need to, we need to step up in this area of, of miracles and deliverance. Now, we are his house, and he dwells here. The Bible tells us this, and, and he wants the community to connect with, with people like you and all of us together who believe these things. Not that, not that we're weird, you know, we walk around and just slap people down and push people down. That is not what God does. Somebody say, man, I've seen people fall and I've seen people try to push people and it's just not the way of God. Listen, God wants you to know that he wants to do miracles among you. Listen to these testimonies here. These are just a few here. God instantly healed arthritis in my hand that I had for four years. I knocked down, I was knocked down. This is our, our Pastor Scott. And by the way, fire, the fire of God is falling in our children's church right now. You're liable to get 
just hit when you go into children's church, some of you parents. He says, as I was, as I was prayed for and my knee pain was healed instantly, we prayed for a house and God miraculously provided for the down payment. In other words, they didn't have the money. And then all of a sudden, somehow it showed up. God has a way to get things to you. See, every household in this community and beyond need to know about your great God. Let me give you a question before I close. Come on up here, Tara. Wow, I am early today. It's on 10 till. Ooh, all right. You know me, I can get long-winded now. I can, I can get it. I can go after it. If there's somebody, bring those lights down just for a minute. Just, I call it mood lighting. Mood lighting. <laughs> oh, just, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little crazy. I'm a little crazy. I get it. I know. Praise God. You know, he is so good. He is so good. Now, you may know somebody that, that is just hurting. They are just hurting. I mean, physically. The Lord told me this was, this was months ago. This was back in, I think, November or December when we were just, what is God saying to us? What does he want to say the, to the community through us? And we began to pray. Me and the staff, we began to pray. And, and we just felt like, the people need to know that he is still God and that he is a God that does great things. He is a God of miracles. We just need people to know that. It wasn't, oh, this is a place of miracles. No, the place is irrelevant. It's just where the people of God are and what he, what he wants to do. And I thought to myself, you know, God, what is it? I want to I prove who I am to people. Just not my people, but to all people. And I thought, oh, God, you're going to do great things. And then he, he said, Randy, I really felt this. I, I mean, I'm not hearing an audible voice, but I'm having this kind of this conversation of impression on my, in my heart. He said, there's going to be people that need miracles. And I said, yeah. And he's, it was like he was saying, that means they're going to be really oppressed. They're going to be really hurting. They're going to have a lot of questions. And they're going to have a lot of hurt in their life. I said, that's okay, God. That's okay. I said, I'm okay with that. You love to clean up messes, and I'll clean them up with you, Lord. You love to clean up messes. And what I want you to see is how much God wants to use you in the mess of others. And when you are on that cutting edge, when you are on that, that, that fringe of light and darkness, there's so many things that happen and you're in it every day. You're there every day. But when they come here and like we're going to ask people, to come forward, I want you to begin to pray for them.